Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. GMGP. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It's your boy Ray G. It is Wednesday, May the 10th. 2023 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G for that y'all know I appreciate y'all being in the building Roger Miles what's happening with you Marlon in the building Ro blessed to be here good morning everyone Jesse Kerr in the building my girl Lindsay Mack what's going on with you Dynasty Barry Ty Declare Adam in the building James Matt Bruning Patrick Price Joe she said GMGP with the eye emoji what's happening with y'all excited to talk to y'all today for this Wednesday episode we will be talking through a uh, four round rookie mock I was looking at the comments Jay people said why the hell have we not done a rookie mock yet and I was like you know what that's a good it's a good question I didn't have an answer for it so we needed to do it today so excited to talk through that with y'all and what a uh, four round super flex rookie mock should look like and i use air quotes when i say should because they're all crazy as hell across the landscape right now jay rich how you doing this morning baby i'm where surprised where, 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 where are you where am i at where am i at no i'm, I'm happy to do this show you know the people ask for it usually we don't uh we don't bend the knee to the people but you know we, we went back we thought about it, and we're like you're right. You know, we, we talked about these rookies a lot, but we never really took the time to walk everyone through our process, right? How we would approach a rookie draft, where we would make trades, the players we're targeting and why. And, you know, we've given all the analysis about all the players, but now it's time to really put that info down on a place where they can just look at it. How do I approach my draft? How do I attack it? How would Ray G do it? How yep. would Jay Rich do it? And lay that out for the people today. So I'm excited. Yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. We got, I want to get through four rounds. I want to get through four. So we got to get That'll be... That'll be fun, you know. We'll, we'll be shooting darts and late in the draft, but I'm excited. Maybe I can draft Stetson Bennett in this one. Let's We're go. Sh- shooting darts early in the draft, but real quick, Jay had a little bit of a uh, little bit of news uh, pre-show a couple of minutes ago. Freaking Adam Schefter out here dropping bombs, man. Some schedule release, man. What do we have right here, Jay? What a treat! What I mean, treat. Ray, you've been asking for it, right? What You're like, oh, Rich, we're, we're doing the underdog stuff with the best ball. We got to find the best stack. Here it is. Chiefs-Bengals week 17. Again, yeah. Ray, yeah. get your Bengals in your best ball drafts because they are the... This p- is... This is, is a great. This, this is, is a great segue. This is a great, great yeah. segue, Jay Rich. Hey, let's get us off the screen. What a segue! Uh, yeah, Underdog Fantasy, man. They uh, they rock with Destination Debbie. We rock with them. So use that promo code. Wake up and enter the biggest fantasy football contest ever. BBM four fifteen million dollars in total prizes. Three million dollars if you win the damn thing. And we got a lot of tools, Jay. I was texting you last night telling you to fix our sheets to incorporate these schedule releases you in did. particular week seventeen. And then my God, we get uh we get the freaking uh Chiefs and Bengals on in week seventeen. Like really won't this be is, a better game than this, right? This this'll be of all the stack rankings, this'll be number one. Like I can't be, imagine there'd be a game that would do better than this, right? You we had Bills and Bengals last year. This year we got Bengals Chiefs. It'll be fun. It's in Kansas City though, so again, we'll see how that game plays out. But if you want your Chiefs, you want your Bengals, and we'll see once the actual schedule comes out. We haven't obviously seen the full thing, but New Year's Eve, Chiefs, Bengals That's in crazy. Kansas City? Sign me up. Sign That's me crazy. up for That's that. Crazy, That'll Jay. be so fun. And I'm just thinking through underdog right now. There's no way to get Mahomes Burrow. Like, you just, <laughs> you don't want it either. You kind of don't want it either because only, well, you kind of do only want to play. Yeah, well, no, and yeah, and yeah, it's not super flex. I'm thinking super flex, but single quarterback, what a game to stack. You want those Chiefs, you want those Bengals. It's going to be interesting yep. to see how that plays out. What else do we have here? We got Jaguars. What is this? The first team 
Uh, first NFL team to play back-to-back games in London. So oh, get, they're playing back-to-back in they're London? They're playing back-to-back. So they got the Falcons in Week 4 and then Bills in Week 5 in London for the Jaguars. So, yeah, and they're already— I wonder if that would be an advantage for them this year. They're already Not having to do the travel. Look at this horrible Photoshop job of Bijan in this jersey. It's just terrible. This is awful. But, yeah, man, this is a— uh, You're going to get an intern at ESPN fired over that. Damn. Uh, look at this. All right, let's see. Week four, Falcons, Jags, Jags, Bills, Ravens, Titans, Dolphins, Chiefs, and Frankfurt, and then Colts, Patriots also. So a lot of international games. Dolphins, Jay. Chiefs in Frankfurt should be, that should be a pretty good game. Assuming two is yeah. healthy, playing well, right? That should be a pretty good one. Chiefs, man, they have a tough schedule this year. Tough, the, tough schedule. Those, those, because they play the Eagles too. The Jags love, love London, man. We're going to get them out of Jacksonville and get them to, uh, oh, yeah. Get them to London. And then we talked about the Ravens and uh, Ravens Titans. Will Levis versus Lamar Jackson in London. Let's go. Let's go. All right, Jay. All right. Enough of the schedule stuff. We'll talk through schedule release uh, on Bleacher Report. I got tomorrow, one. Yeah. I got one tomorrow. You, is yours tomorrow too? Yeah, I'm doing mine at 8 o'clock tomorrow. I'm just going over the top games. So I'll be going over okay. Chiefs and Eagles, Chiefs okay. Bengals now, right? Bills, yeah. Jets. Uh, just right. just pick, talking about the top games on BR. All right. Well, damn it, Jay. Uh, listen, right now, everybody's doing their rookie drafts or they're about to do their rookie drafts or they're preparing to do their rookie drafts. And, yep. you know, depending on what service, what fantasy site, who you listen to, going to get a lot of different opinions. So let's just talk through what we think the what what a draft should look like in Superflex. All right. So we got the sleeper board pulled up. We got Schefter over there just in case some other stuff breaks. But let's go ahead and switch back over there. And uh, talk through it, Jay. So we're going to do a super flex for a round, what a rookie mock should look like, Jay. And let's just start at the top. And everybody in the comments, holler at us, man. We want we want some opinion from y'all as well. But let's talk about it starting at the one-on-one, Jay. You know where I stand on this. And as, as time has moved on and we've progressed through the draft, uh, you know, people have thought about this a little bit more. I've seen more and more people say that in Superflex, depending on the build, the particular team that you have, A-Rich should be the one-on-one. And so I'm seeing more and more of that thrown out there, Jay. I've been on yeah. that train the whole time. I'm not opposed to a Bijan Robinson at one-on-one in Superflex. And if your team is ready to go, then do it. But he's a running back, man. And it's it's funny. I, I, had, I had downloaded and saved some images, Jay. I could <laughs> okay. I, I, save some images of... Uh, People that said Saquon Barkley, generational. Ezekiel Elliott, okay, okay. generational. Leonard Fournette, best running back we've seen come in in 20 years. I mean, We do this shit every year. As soon as Nick Singleton declares, he'll be the best running back that we've ever seen enter the draft since Walter Payton and Jim Brown. So, I yeah. mean, I, I want Bijan. I would like to have him. But in super flex for me, Jay... Uh, there's only there's only like 16 quarterbacks that really matter, and I want the guy that has the potential to sort of be that warp difference maker at a scarce position. So for me, I'm taking Anthony Richardson still at 101. Where are you at with it? So I would say I'm probably about 60% Bijan, 40% A-Rich at one. Um, you know, I, I'd be curious what your thoughts are on on how you would divvy up that a little bit. But yeah, I think I'm still Bijan 1-1 one, one in most cases. Um, but that would be our tier one, I think, for both of us, right? It would be Bijan or be A-Rich. And those would be the guys that we would put at 1-1, one, one, whether it's one or two, however you want to move them out in the draft. I think that is our clear one and two. Um, but yeah, I think I would still be slightly Bijan than A-Rich. And part of that is just the way I play and how I build. But again, like you said, easily could take A-Rich at one if your team kind of dictates that, your build, all those various things. I think in most cases, maybe not most cases, but I think in the slight majority of cases, I would take Bijan at one, but A-Rich at one or two. Uh, that's your clear one, two for me. And then I don't know if you want to take much time let me, let me, to go through just, the next three. I, I, I didn't but, go through. I didn't take a lot of time. I just think there's a lot of fucking cowards out there. I really do. I think a lot of people are cowardly. And the easy cop out thing is, oh, Bijan one on one. Any other For world, sure. in any other world, you get a quarterback like this to a landing spot like Indianapolis, and nobody's taking a goddamn running back over the quarterback in Superflex. It's not happening. Everyone is just nervous. They're scared. 
They've seen Malik. Well, what if he's not good? I know unequivocally 100% that Bijan Robinson is going to smash, which we don't. We think, and he has the skill set to do it. But I've been playing Dynasty for 10 years, and I can tell you right now, there have been running back after running back come through that people have touted to be all world and then they're okay or they're good but not that great and then and then you're looking crazy like i'm just people are cowardly man i think you're i think For you're sure. a little bit of a chicken sure. you don't i'm in league with you that's you fair. don't fucking build with I, no running back i play stop i play a little safer no well, you don't right, you know stop. me right I, how, how many first stop. round picks do i have in my leagues but you not don't. Many, you right? are not building with no running back at 101 in a super flex draft. You're not, Jay. Stop doing that. To, don't, I don't lie to the people. I don't have that many 101s. I'm just saying right. this is this is how, what I would do in most cases, right? Again, but we can get into two, three, four, right? Stroud, Young, and Gibbs. Not no real much to talk about there. Um, which would get? Or sorry, not Gibbs. We talked about Gibbs potentially at 103. Again, in most cases, probably wouldn't do it. It'd be Bryce, Stroud, and then Gibbs for me uh, as three, four, and five. I'm assuming you agree there. Obviously, quarterback, positional scarcity, um, going one and two for Stroud and Young is easy for me. And Gibbs, obviously, going at 12 makes him an easy selection here. Rounds out our tier two. And guys, you really, really want in this draft. That top five is very solid. And then, obviously, we can talk about who we would take after that. But is do you have any comments on those three, those groups of players? And would you reorganize them any differently in your rookie drafts? Just said would anyone be surprised if a rich redshirted his rookie year absolutely i i, I yeah, don't think he's, he's not i don't think when they see him throw the ball next to gardner Minshew, he's not redshirting i predict and and will take bets right now that he's the starting quarterback week one for the indianapolis colts and there's already not, rumblings of that too he's not already I, he's yeah. not red i i will bet a large amount of money he is not redshirting this year not a chance i don't think so and Jay, no. I'll give you CJ Stroud here, but I think it should be Jameer Gibbs. I would take Jameer Gibbs okay. right now over okay. CJ Stroud, but I made the executive decision at one with Anthony Richardson. I'm fine with Stroud at four, but I'm probably taking Jameer Gibbs over CJ Stroud. Not a okay, fan. So talk about that a little bit. I'm just not a fan. I'm just not a fan at the I'm not a fan of the landing spot. I'm not a fan of the Houston organization. I'm not a fan of the weapons that are around him. Outside of Laramie Tunsil, there's nothing on the offensive line. I like Damian Pierce. I'm not enthralled with what they have going on in Houston right now. And I I I'm very confident in the scheme and that the Lions run and the player that fits inside of that scheme. So um I'm gonna bet on Jameer Gibbs already being valued as RB5 on keep trade cut that if I take that asset, I'll be able to have more liquidity with him to do things in C.J. Stroud. But I made the executive decision at one to go Richardson. You could go Stroud at four. I would probably take Jameer Gibbs over C.J. Stroud at four in a super flex. But at five, we can go with, with Jameer Gibbs. So we're already off to non, non-agreeance right here. I don't think I would take Stroud over Gibbs. But now we're at six, and I'm pretty sure that we're both going to say Jackson Smith and Jigba should be the pick at six, right? Yep. All yeah, right. JSN next in ADP, next uh, wide receiver one in our ranks, top wide receiver off the board. There was a report even, did you see, that people think that the Seahawks have the best receiver core in the league with DK Lockett and JSN, which is maybe not bold, but a little wild. Didn't expect that. Didn't expect to hear that. But yeah, JSN clearly here. I think the dissemination would be at wide receiver two, Ray. I think I would take Jordan Addison. Do you feel any differently about Addison? I think there is a lot of people who would take QJ. I believe in ranks right now, it is JSN and then QJ at seven. But how do you feel about QJ versus JS or versus Addison? And then we can get to Zay Flowers, who will probably hey, I, be Jay, nine I think for us. The, Jay, I think they're both in good spots, man. You know, uh, you can say what you want. I know, I know we were both a little hesitant on Quentin Johnston and the prospect, but the capital is there. The situation is good. The quarterback is great. Uh, you know, you look at the, the the receivers that are currently in that room, even Josh Palmer, Mike Williams, Keenan yep. Allen, veterans, you got to climb through that, right? You know, you've got to you've got to work your way through that at wide receiver. But I like the spot. I like Addison's spot more than any wide receiver in this draft. That's the spot that we wanted to see a receiver go yep. to. And then it feels like he's just a perfect fit opposite of Justin Jefferson. So I'm with you in super flex. If I'm sitting at the 107 spot, um, I would really, really like Jordan Addison. So I'm with you with Jordan Addison right cool. here. Uh, Jay, uh, listen, man, I think 108, 109, uh, for me, I would go Zay Flowers over Quentin Johnston. Okay. I would go Zay Flowers okay. over QJ. Uh, I, I want to, uh, 
I, I'm looking you've at been Baltimore. watching those Twitter videos. <laughs> is that what it is? I've been watching. Ray, you've been watching that. You know, you see those videos of oh, the twitchiness. Oh, the twitch. man. The twitch I would, is Zay Flowers. I don't um, think. He, but yeah, talk about it because you weren't you weren't on this train. We were kind of both at Zay Flowers at four, but now you're you're back. You're saying QJ. Well, Justin Herbert. We'll see. I'd rather have Lamar Jackson. So talk about Zay and why you like him, because I believe you had him graded higher yeah. in the film than yeah, QJ yeah. as well, right? Yeah, I had him a little higher than Quentin Johnson. That definitely goes into it, right? The fact that I had him pre-draft graded higher, then he got the capital. And I believe the landing spot is fine. I, I like the offense. I like the potential of the offense with Todd Monken at OC. Lamar Jackson is back, which is great. I saw Lamar Jackson do great things with Marquise Brown. And I'm not really concerned too much about OBJ and Rashad Bateman. Mark Andrews is a problem, but he plays in yeah. the AFC North, man. They're going to put up points. The The Browns are going to put up points with Deshaun Watson and that new look offense. Yep. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals. You know what they're going to do two times out of the year, and Pittsburgh Steelers are going to come to play. So I like I like the spot. I, I think Zay is probably going to get a little more opportunity quicker than QJ because he is behind Keenan Allen, one of the better wide receivers over the past, past however many years in the NFL, and Mike Williams is still a deep, deep play threat. Um, Justin Herbert's great, but I, I don't think you can go wrong with either one of these guys. Uh, we could go. Uh, we'll go Quentin Johnston here at at the one yep. eight. Doesn't really. I think these are the four that are coming off in super flex. Quentin Johnston or Zay Flowers. So now we're at the one ten J, and the conundrum is a lot of people have Will Levis slotted into that one ten spot in super flex J. I don't know. You don't I'm know. Just, okay. I'm gonna just tell you, I I would absolutely hate to have this pick. And yeah. feel like I have to take Will Levis. So today, what I'm going to say is I'm not going to say that Will Levis at 110 is wrong. But I'm also going to say that if you want to go a different direction, I don't blame you, right? We've seen these quarterbacks that don't get first-round capital. I don't care how you slice it. Tennessee traded up for him. This team thought about trading up. It didn't happen. He fell from being a projected top 10 pick to a second-round quarterback right now. He's picked at the top of the second round, but you look at the investment that Tennessee has in Will Levis, and it's not much, Jay. If he goes out there and gets no. an opportunity to play this year and doesn't look well, he does. they do not have the type of investment, monetary investment in him to say that we've got to give him another chance next year, right? Yep. No matter how bad. And I think all three, I think all the rookie quarterbacks, Jay, are going to struggle at times this year, they're rookies. It's the NFL. For it's sure. transition. Bryce Young's going to have his growing pains. C.J. Stroud's going to have his growing pains. Anthony Richardson is going to have his growing pains. But the thing that's different between those three and Will Levis is the money that is invested in them and the opportunity yeah. that they're going to get to work through those struggles. And I just don't see Tennessee giving Will Levis, because of the capital invested in him, the opportunity to work through those struggles. Now, maybe they take an Eagles approach and give him some time. He plays those final four games, gets a year. I'm just, I don't know. I would hate to have to feel like everyone's telling me I must take Will Levis at the 110, Jay. So if you don't go Will Levis at 110 in Superflex, where would you go? I think that's the hardest part, right? So you made the case, right? Levis is the pick here per ADP. And I think people need to understand like this top nine is very solidified for, I think, both of us. If I got a top nine pick, I feel pretty good. Even within that tier three where it's really just the receivers, I'm fine with any of those guys. When you get to this spot, it is literally get your guys season. Yeah. And so you said, who would you take? Who would you well, take? Well, if you, know, you don't take Levis, who would you take here at 110? I'm okay. So for me, it would be a running back, right? Um, the next in ADP is Dalton Kincaid. No, thank you. Especially in just a standard PPR league. It would be a chain Charbonnet or Miller, right? Those are the next group of running backs that I'd be looking at. And I think it's really tough because I, I believe, you know, when we, when we saw the Charbonnet draft capital, we were like, okay, the draft capital is there, but the situation's ass. Like he's got to deal with Kenneth Walker. How's it going to shake out? And we loved it for Devon A-Chain. But the reality is, is that Charbonnet could still see plenty more opportunities than A-Chain this season. And, you know, we're really projecting with A-Chain and what his role could be. But the upside at the 110 might be worth it to take A-Chain here. And so if I'm taking a shot at the top of a tier and I can't trade down, I would probably take A-Chain. Again, it's not the best pick in my opinion because if you want to go safety i think the pick is probably charbonnet or if you want to go like ultimate upside you're looking at kendra miller but for me i do have a train and charbonnet ahead of miller and i would probably take a chain if i was forced to make a pick here do you feel any differently about that i've got i've got a chain in my rankings a little ahead of zach charbonnet now mind you i did this 
the Sunday after the draft, the Monday after the draft. And and I've yeah. got Charbonnet right there. Uh, I've got Mingo up there, Kendra Miller, A-Chain. Jay, I'm kind of with you. I think Charbonnet would be the pick. I'm not – I think it's a bigger indictment, Jay, on Kenneth, Kenneth Walker, Walker than it is on Zach Charbonnet. So let me just ask this question. Are you taking Will Levis at the 110? I think I would in cer- certain leagues um, just because I think there is the value there. But part of me is also like, well, I also have seen Will Levis's passing numbers and they're really not that great. And when you compare them to Jalen Hurts' passing numbers in his final season, you're like, yeah, there's a pretty clear difference here between these two players. Even if you go look at his sophomore season, they still don't even come close to Jalen Hurts' passing numbers at Oklahoma in his final season. So it's like... You know, you look at all the top passers in college and they tend to do well in the NFL. But I think that Charbonnet is the safe pick here. And if you're a contender looking to add points to your roster, I think Charbonnet is a great pick. And I'd probably take A-Chain at 11. Um, but I'm it'd be between those two guys for me. That's that's who I'd be looking at. But Levis is, is a guy I would consider with certain builds, but I still don't necessarily think he's going to turn out. But I have to have I, some shares just in case he does. I'm just... Jay, I'm just kind of out, man. I'll, I'll see it. If it happens, then I'll buy back in. He's a player that I don't think... I don't think he's not going to. Yeah, he's not going to be unattainable if he hits. And we can be like, yeah, we feel good about him early and buy in. I don't want to blow. I don't want to blow my 110 on Will Levis. I just don't want to do it. Damn the damn the format. I just don't want to do it, Jay. I'm not I'm not drafting him. Hendon Hooker is another one that I just have little interest in drafting. Just the the opportunity cost for those guys. I just don't feel like blowing the 110 on them. So. We'll yep. move down the board. Now we're at 111, Jay, and I'm just going to tell you flat out, I would take Devon A-Chain here, but do you want to yep. talk Do you want to talk me into Will Levis here at 111? No, I would take him at 12. I think that's the okay. spot where you should feel a little more confident. Um, like I said, I, there's not a big gap between Miller, Charbonnet, and, um, and A-Chain, but I do think there was a clear one-two between A-Chain and Charbonnet, and I would probably take Levis before I would take Miller. Um, and you know, then we could talk about tight ends potentially top of the second round. I don't know if we would go there quite yet, but a lot of smoke about Dalton Kincaid, right? Like he's the clear tight end one of this rookie class. It's not Michael Mayer. It's not Sam Laporta. It's very clearly Dalton Kincaid and he's going at the 110, 111, 112. Would you consider him here at 2-1 with the Bills talking about how now they're going to play a lot more 12 personnel? He'll be working as the, as the slot guy. And Brandon Bean already said he's not going to block much, which is hilarious because it's almost like an indictment on him publicly that he can't block, even though he knows that. But I'd almost want to challenge him a little bit to see if he can block on the field. But would you consider him here with Kendra Miller on the board, who we still really like to New Orleans in the third round? So we're just talking about a pretty standard, pretty vanilla league, right? Super flex, yeah. no tight end premium. We didn't want to do that yep. today. Uh, just a standard PPR league. <sighs> Jay, I mean. He could be a top pick. He, he, he could be a top tight end. I mean, I, I kind of like Michael Mayer too, personally. But <laughs> I think that Kincaid, you know, does... He's deserving of that. I don't know if I would take him, but so, I think he's deserving of being tight end one. So re- real quick, we took we took Devon A. Chain at 111 and then Will Levis at 112. I love this comment from Taylor Wolf. He said, I'm thrilled with my 207 investment in Will Levis. I'd be I'd be just For fine sure. with him at two. Yeah. I'm great with that. I think that's a that's an air horn. <laughs> love that, Taylor Wolf. You got him at 207. Yeah. I'm fine with that. At 110, I'm just I don't like it, Jay, at all. Um but here we go. Now we're at 201. Do I want to take a tight end, a rookie tight end in a standard PPR league at the top of the second? Hell no. Absolutely okay. not. I don't want to do that, Jay. I don't want to do it, but I know a lot of you look at the board and it's like, where else? Do, we're getting to that point we already. Haven't, we haven't even talked second round wide receivers uh, at all. Not, not even not. in conversation. <laughs> So it's it's tough, but I think, you know, we have Dalton Kincaid, right? We have Kendra Miller, who we both like a lot. Um, and then the next tier for me is getting into those second second round wide receivers, some third round wide receivers that we do like in good situations. But if I'm kind of like putting these players in a rankings tier system like we're doing here, it, I probably still would take Kendra Miller and I wouldn't consider Kincaid until the next pick. Yeah, I... Uh... Let's go Kendra Miller here at 2-1, Jay. I just I have a problem with taking the tight end in a PPR league, a rookie tight end that I. So I'm going to go Kendra Miller. And I would also even beg the question, does Jonathan Mingo go before? We're not talking tight end premium. We're talking just a regular PPR me, league, Ray. man. A regular PPR league. And where was where was uh, Jonathan Mingo drafted? 39 overall, I 39 believe. 39 to the Panthers. 
I mean, it's it's interesting, right? And Ray, I, it's funny. I was in a couple drafts where I had the 103, right? And I desperately wanted to do a Bryce Young Mingo stack with 103 and 203 because I think it's a very feasible stack. And, you know, we're going through it right now. And it kind of makes sense. You know, you can see Dalton Kincaid here at 2-2 two, at two, two, and then Mingo at 2-3. And you could make the case for Mingo. I don't know if I would. And the one guy we haven't, or two guys we haven't mentioned that were day two backs because we've, you know, we've been drafting day two backs um, recently here is Tank Bigsby and Tajay Spears, who's been falling down boards after the reports of the ACL injury, you know, early on in drafts. And when we were talking about Tajay, this is probably around a spot we would have had him. But with the ACL concerns and some of that stuff, would you consider him here at all? No, or would you take no. a second round wide receiver? I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, the pick that I would take, the pick that I would take, and I see a lot of uh, a lot of people talking about some A-Rich in the chat. I want to get to that in a second. A lot of good conversation there. Appreciated everybody in the chat. Uh, Taylor Wolf, Joe, Rowe in there. I'm taking Mingo right here, Jay. I think Mingo's, I, like, don't get, don't get sucked in by the sleeper who's at the top of the ADP list. Like, if you're yep. in a in a normal PPR league or a half point PPR league, you are true. If you're going to take a rookie tight end this early, you are betting on them to be what from day one. I mean, just go look at I, Jeremy Shockey, Evan Ingram, like very productive, very productive. I just right? can't. I can't. I don't think that's the right process, Jay. This not. It's not this tight end class is very is incredibly deep at the tight end position. So why would you be the guy? or girl in your league who takes one at 2-1 at the 1-7 in a PPR league. Like, what? Nah, man. No. Jonathan Mingo is where we're going right here. This is what it should be. You should not be taking a rookie tight end in a non-consequential tight end scoring format in in the second round, at the beginning of the second, at the back of the first. Don't. Don't do it, man. All right, Jay. All right. So Tater Wolf had a good point here, and I do want to ask you about these receivers because this is kind of where I would be looking next in my drafts. We talked about Tajay. We're probably not taking him here. Tank Bigsby, I probably wouldn't take either. Roshan, because he was a fourth rounder, probably wouldn't take him here. I'd be looking at the second round wide receivers. But talk about these receivers. Jonathan Mingo to Carolina, Rashi Rice to Kansas City, and Jaden Reed to Green Bay. All in the second round, the only second round wide receivers, I believe, if I'm remembering that correctly, but how do you rank those guys? Because for me, it would probably be an order of draft capital, but I might lean Rice over Reed. So it was Mingo, Reed, and then, um, damn, not Rice, Rice, sorry, in the second round in that order. And I think I would probably put Rice over Reed in the rankings, and I would take him next because I just really like the spot in KC. And there seems to be a lot of smoke of him playing quite a bit early and often. Man, I'm... Um there's a lot of there's a lot of enthusiasm for Rasheed Rice, so I'm 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 appreciating yeah. that. Uh, but I'm all in on Jaden Reed, Jay. This is a player that I like okay. a lot at Michigan. You know, you know that in the DD community, I've been very high on Jaden Reed. I was very excited to see him and meet him in person at the Senior Bowl. He delivered there. He got the draft capital. I, what you know? What's funny about Rasheed Rice is I think a lot of fantasy gamers are so worn out by the Kansas City Chiefs narrative that and yeah. then you and then people didn't really like Rasheed like people liked Rasheed Rice but he wasn't a he wasn't a big name through the process so now everybody is like uh Rasheed Rice and watch this be the son of a bitch that goes out there and has 80 something receptions yeah, 1100 places Juju watch, entirely watch him, watch him be the good one and we're like oh we should have been buying into Rasheed Rice but I can't still put him over still buying Sky Moore though yeah still still buying that Sky Moore ADP of 125 on underdog but I can't take Rice right here I think after John Jonathan Mingo, my next pick, Jay, would be Jaden Reed, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. I look at the, the that wide receiver room. Got a lot of young talent, but it's a lot of young talent, right? Jaden Reed that good. plays right. a different game than Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. It really seems like a very good fit in an offense that they surrounded their young quarterback with uh, with weapons. So right here, um, I would take uh, Jaden Reed. And we were kind of with the same players there. I would say Jaden Reed here at the 2-3. Really like his talent, and, and I like the situation and at least opportunity for it to score his fantasy points in Green Bay. So there's Jaden Reed off the board at board at two three. Jay went Kendra Miller, Jonathan Mingo, and Jaden Reed in in the at the top of the second round. Now we've got Marvin Mims, Rasheed Rice, Jay. We've got Tank Bigsby. I'm looking at my rankings. Where do you want to go next? Because I'm pretty sure people are like, all right, do you take the tight ends now? 
What's the hype and the smoke with Roshan Johnson in Chicago? A lot of rumors that they don't want to have a featured back. They kind of want to rotate some guys. What do you want to do right here at the 2-4? What should the people be doing at the 2-4 spot? Should it be Rasheed Rice, Jay? For me, it would still be Rasheed Rice. I think that, you know, whether you get him as the third wide receiver, the second of those second round wide receivers, that's the guy I would take over the third round running backs um, in Tank Bigsby and Tajay Spears over Roshan Johnson, even over Dalton Kincaid. You know, I, I do like the situation a lot. And you talked about it with Reed, like he could easily be the wide receiver two. The reason why Mingo was first is because he could be the wide receiver one in Carolina. And we can't say that about the other two guys, um, you know, wide receiver one in Kansas City. Sure, potentially for Rashi Rice, but we all know that Travis Kelsey, for as long as he's there, will be the wide receiver one so he really really be operating as a two so it would be rice here for me but i think that Dalton kincaid is the clear next pick at 205 because again he is a difference maker at tight end and probably will get a lot of targets early will they be you know jeremy shockey evan ingram type of targets probably not but i think he can do some great stuff and and i think he is deserving of a pick here at 25 whoo joe said rice went at 111 in a pretty serious ffpc league damn 111. Oh my gosh. And then I think it was D Evan Silva who took him at 107, right? Then DS said Mingo. Mingo uh, was yeah, a terrible hates pick. Hates Mingo. Should should have taken him. Sam Laporta there, huh? DS. Who oh, yeah. Should have taken Big Iowa guy. Should have taken uh should have taken Kincaid or Mayer. All right, Jay. Now we're at the two five. We got third round wide receivers, first round tight end, second round tight end, third round quarterback. And third and fourth round running backs right here, Jay. Woo! Is this Loving the spot? It. Is this the spot where you take Kincaid? Is this the spot in the PPR league where you're okay taking Dalton Kincaid? I think so. Yes. You know, I okay. think we, we did a lot of rookie mocks, and two five two six is where we thought about it. Um, and now we're seeing the draft capital. It's almost worse than expected. So I think it's pretty easy to take Kincaid here. Um, and it's, like for us, this is a lot lower than ADP, a lot lower than where he usually goes. But that means you will get some value further down the board. But I think taking Kincaid here is fine. You you won't be upset with the pick, and he probably upgrades your roster at that spot. So I do like it quite a bit here. All right, Jay. So one tight end is off of the board. It's the only first round tight end. Where else yep. do we go? The next the pick, I probably would go back to running back. And that's when I'd be looking at Tajay Spears and Tank Bigsby. Because at some point, we're going to have to be looking at those guys because they did get day three capital. Would you take Roshan Johnson day over two both capital. of them, though? Day two or day capital. two capital, sorry. Would you take Roshan over both those guys? Because I do want your thoughts on them. I don't think I'd be looking receiver here. You know, there's a couple receivers that we like that went in the third round. Um, Hendon Hooker, I'm not taking here, but you know some people Marvin Mims. consider it. Marvin Mims, back of the second to Denver. They traded up to get Marvin Mims, Jay. They traded up. I think up. it was their first pick, too. It was their first pick, and that's why I'm kind of looking. If you took Rice right there, okay, you could take Rice, mm -hmm. 55, Kansas City. Kansas City moved up to get Rasheed Rice. You know, the, the investment capital that Green Bay gave Jaden Reed. But let's not forget, Denver's been very active in trying to at least spark up some trade interest for one of now not Jerry Judy because they picked up his fifth year option. But Cortland yep. Sutton potentially, you know, on the block or available to get moved. K.J. Hamler has not been the model of health. And this yeah. was their first pick. You know, they traded all that capital to get Russell Wilson. And this was their first pick. They got to sit back and they said, we got to go up. We got to get Marvin Mims, a player that I had graded pre-draft as wide receiver five in my uh, in my film grade. So I think after, if you want to take Kincaid there, fine. You want to take the, the first round tight end? I'm cool with that. Scott Connors talked a lot about wide receiver hit rate. You know, being inside that top forty, top fifty is probably yeah. pretty good for receivers. After that, it's very sketchy. But right here um, with Russell Wilson. With Sean Payton, with them this being their first pick, I think I, I would go Marvin Mims here at the 2-6 over Spears, Roshan, Tank Bigsby, all of those guys. I think I'm taking Marvin Mims here at the 2-6, Jay. Yeah, no, I like it. I think, you know, you could almost make some parallels to what Brandon Cooks did really well at Oregon State. And obviously Sean Payton and that Saints offense drafted him and he worked out pretty good for them. So I think, you know, you look at what Marvin Mims does well, getting down the field, using his speed to get open. And we haven't seen his true route tree because he wasn't able to utilize that at Oklahoma. So I'm curious how they develop him. And like you mentioned, maybe not a one year play, but down the line could definitely be now. Ray, I'm, I'm looking at those tight ends, man. And, and, and I know that we don't want to take tight ends here in particular, but I still really like the situation for Michael Mayer. Okay. In that New England style offense with Josh McDaniels, I think you could easily make the case for Mayer as tight end one. And I would I would probably take him here. I understand the quarterback situation is not settled, but again, Jimmy Garoppolo has been 
pretty good to his tight ends over the years. And I do like the system and scheme. Now there is Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers there as well. So there's lots of playmakers to be made, but I think down the line that Mayer will be a featured player in this offense and a red zone threat. So I do like Mayer here at 2-7. Would you go another direction at all? Well, I, put, I locked it in for you at 2-7. Um, I think you could go running back here. I see Josh Downs at the top of the ADP charts right here. I couldn't take. No, knock, thank you. I, I, I want Downs. I want Downs. Mayer was a high second round pick. It's it's only Austin Hooper. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> sure, you could take Michael Mayer. I could I could make a case for another running back there, but I think the running backs are about to come off of the board right now, Jay. So at two yep. eight two nine, uh, where do you want to go? I'm looking, and I know, there's been a lot of um, I don't want to say discourse, but a lot of uh, opinions on this cluster of running back: Bigsby yep. versus Spears versus Roshan Johnson. And I think that's sort of where we're sitting right now. And for yep. me, Jay, I would prefer, I like Tank Bigsby. I had Tank graded higher than Roshan, uh, film grade, pre-draft process. He got higher draft capital. He lands in pretty good offense with Trevor Lawrence and tr with Travis Etienne. Etienne is there. But, you know, Chicago, I think they ran the ball the most times in the NFL last year. It was between them and the Atlanta Falcons. I can't remember Second which most. one. Second most. They're Atlanta. right behind them. All right, right behind Atlanta, literally like right behind them, a couple of carries. Yeah, they're going to run the damn ball again this year, and they've already come out to say that they don't know if they want to have a featured back. They are very intrigued by the skill set that Roshan Johnson brings to the table. We know that Khalil Herbert's not particularly good on third downs. Deontay Foreman can do a little bit of everything, but I do believe there's a real world in which Roshan Johnson is getting a lot more carries early or carries for that offense earlier than expected. I would probably take Roshan Johnson over Tank Bigsby. I'm definitely taking him over Tajay Spears. So I'm going to leave it okay. up to you. Tank Bigsby. Or, I just, Jay, I like Spears. I just, I don't see a world in which he's doing much. And Scott talks okay. about this all the time with running backs. I don't want to have to wait three years for a running back to figure it out. I need to know what I'm getting out of the running back right now. Are, are you doing anything for me right now? And absent a Derrick Henry trade, tell me when Tajay's getting on the field to do much of what? Third downs? Yeah. Third down work? That's what you want? That's that's what we're... He's not, ta he's not taking anything away from Derrick Henry. It's not happening, no. man. So it's just hard for me to invest in Spears right here at the 2-8 spot. I would go Roshan and then Tank. Those would be my next two picks. You let me know what you want to do. So I'm with you on Roshan, but I am curious why you would take or sorry, why you take Tank over Tajay. And the only reason why I say that is because I think we can see a clear path to playing time for Tajay as the receiving back. Now, again, what does that role look like? We'll see. Um, it is a new offense, so we'll see how that ultimately develops. Dontrell Hilliard last year, 21 receptions, 177 yards, four touchdowns. That's not anything to write home about, right? Like you don't want to start that guy in your lineups. But again, there is a clear path to receiving down work for Tajay. And if he gets anything else on the ground as well, that would be a bonus. So it's not a great role, but behind Travis Etienne with Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Trevor Lawrence, you know, all these guys on the offense, where's the opportunity for Tank to really carve out much of a role other than between the 20s? He'd have to kind of assume that red zone role. And so I'd be curious why you would take him over Spears. Again, I guess you were, you're, if <laughs> If Etienne gets injured, maybe you're you have a good dude, running back. You're telling but, me to choose between which backup, which back I'd rather him back up, Travis Etienne or Derrick Henry. I mean, that, that that's why, Jay. It's because it's it's Etienne versus Derrick Henry. That's why. But one's going to catch passes and one's not. And and Tajay's probably going to be the one who catches passes. That's the only reason why I might lean Tajay. Is I get you on the carries. The carries are not going to be there for Tajay. But he can probably catch passes out of the backfield because he's much more dynamic than Derrick Henry is. And so if this new offense does feature a Tajay Spears in the receiving game a little bit more, he could have more value than Tank pretty easily. But I'm with you. If, if you want to go Tank, that's fine. But I think this is the next three. It'd be Roshan first for sure. If you want to go Tank, Bigsby next. And then it would be Tajay for me just after that. I'm taking Tank. I gave you benefit of the doubt for like five picks. I'm not taking Tajay Spears over Bigsby. And he's not more dynamic than Derrick Henry either. Um, so you want to go Tajay Spears at 210? I would, yeah. All right, Spears. I would still take the running back here. All right, Tajay Spears. So we went Roshan Johnson, 2-8, Tank Bigsby, 2-9, and then Tajay Spears at 210. Jay, our final two picks of the second round. Josh Downs is still on the board. He was drafted in the third round. Jalen Hyatt, third round pick of the New York Giants. Got said Tillman. He was also a day two pick, third rounder. Uh, we got some tight ends, a bunch of fifth round running backs. And it's starting to get to uh, 
starting to get scary hours. You got Sam Laporta still there. Is this a spot that you would would want to take Sam Laporta? Uh, what would you What would you do? What What is the play? What are you recommending the people do at this spot? Hendon Hooker, third round Ooh. quarterback, can't do yeah. that, right? Cannot do that. No, um, no, 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 no. I think you, your point about Laporta is good. Although part of me wants to take the shot on Jalen Hyatt because I think he's got the highest upside of anyone left on the board. For the Giants, you know, we thought he could have day two capital. We even thought he, or sorry, we thought he could have day one capital. Yeah. He ended up going in the third round. We thought he could go in the second round. Um, but still went to the Giants. Still a spot that we wanted him to go to. And for me, like, you know, you look at the upside of Jaden Reed. I think that Jalen Hyatt has very similar upside on a team with even less talent catching the ball, right? So for me, I think I would go and look Jaylen at Hyatt, Hyatt here. Okay. If you wanted to take Laporta, though, I wouldn't blame you. But I think, you know, if you wanted to just shoot for that upside at 211, I think Hyatt's probably the pick. Let me just ask you, why Hyatt over Downs? Why Hyatt over Downs? Oh, man, I just... They're both their round picks. I know, but it's just, for me, I just don't... I don't like the way that Downs is probably going to be utilizing that offense versus a Hyatt who will be a downfield threat for the Giants. Like, I know exactly what he's going to do. I know the role he can fill. I don't really know how they're going to utilize Downs. And part of that will be, how does he gel with Richardson? How does he fit within the system? I know Michael Pittman's already there. They're going to use the tight ends heavily. They have Jonathan Taylor. Like... We know the Giants want to throw the ball. They just didn't have the p- the pieces to do that. Now, in this season, again, do they have the pieces now? We'll see. But Jalen Hyatt should be a big piece of the offense. So, again, if you wanted to take Josh Downs, I mean, there's a lot of people who love Josh Downs. Dude was always hurt. The profile looked great. I think he can be a red zone threat. But if I'm shooting for upside, I think Jalen Hyatt's probably the pick for me. Yeah, Patrick said, sell me, and not you, Jay, because we got to keep going. He said, sell me on Mayor's landing spot being better than Laporta. I don't see it. Very, very good question. I mean... All I'll say is when I did that film breakdown of Jameer Gibbs and I went back and watched those six Lions games, it, it seemed like TJ Hawkinson was doing a lot of blocking out there, a lot of blocking for DeAndre Smith and uh, DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. But I'm with you. I think it's a good spot. It's a great offense for Sam Laporta, Jay. And I really do like Josh Downs. You, you would just, I think it's a reasonable assumption to make that that's that offense at least early is going to be predicated heavily on the run you still have Jonathan freaking Taylor in the backfield running the ball for you so I'm just I'm going to assume it's going to be a run heavy scheme and again we talked about it at the beginning of the show I think that all the rookie quarterbacks are going to have their growing pains all of them I don't think any of them come in and just lift off smash from day one Um, they're all going to have their growing pains so it's going to be some 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 trials and tribulations for all of these guys, Jay. But here at the 211 spot, I think we both like Jalen Hyatt, third-round receiver. I, I like Josh Downs a lot too, Jay. I had him graded higher than Jalen Hyatt, but Giants landing spot, probably a, a little more conducive to the past than Indy, at yeah. least early, at least early, Jay. Uh, so we can go Jalen Hyatt here. I'm fine with Hyatt there. I would take Josh Downs before Sam Laporta here, but Sam Laporta would okay. come off the board right at 3-1. Like, yep. Or I could take I'm Laporta. Or we could take Laporta here since he was a second-round pick. We could take Sam Laporta. I'm fine with taking Laporta at the back of the second, and I'm just going to go ahead and set Josh Downs in at 3-1. I saw somebody in the chat say Downs went as at the back of the third in one of their drafts. So let's just go through the yeah. second round really quickly. I didn't recap round one, but... Round two went Kendra Miller, Jonathan Mingo, Jaden Reed, Rasheed Rice. I think we did pretty good with those four. Dalton Kincaid, yep. the first tight end off the board at 2-5. Marvin Mims at 2-6. Michael Mayer may go back to that one and talk through that one. Mayer at 2-7. Roshan Johnson, Tank Bigsby, and Tajay Spears come off the board at 2-8, 2-9, and 2-10. And then to round out the second, we went Giants wide receiver Jalen Hyatt and newly uh, crowned Detroit Lions tight end Sam Laporta at the 2-12. And then at the top of the third, we kicked it off with Josh Downs at the 3-1, Jay. All right, Downs is off the board, Jay. Best available according to ADP on Sleeper, which, you know, we don't mind uh, a a bunch, but just kind of looking at what they have. Hendon Hooker, Luke Musgrave, Cedric Tillman, Chase Brown, Izzy Abanacana, Kayshawn Boutte, Zach Evans, Washington, Deuce Vaughn. Where do you go here, Jay? Because now it's... It's get your guy slash theory slash historical hit rate slash situation slash there's not a fantasy analyst on the goddamn planet, us included, that are going to tell you uh, that the way that the third and fourth round should go. This is where, folks, it's banana land. Like, honestly, yeah. like we'll we will talk through some players that we think have some opportunity. But you 
Jay, uh, what do you want to do here? You want the fifth round running back? You want the sixth round wide receiver? This is this is anybody watching this, listening to this. This is where it just gets kind of maddening. And yeah. if you're in tight end premium leagues, you feel good because there's a lot of tight ends here. If you're in point per, you know, I, I don't even know. If you're looking for a quarterback, you're shit out of luck because it's just nothing right now. It's get your guy season right now, Jay. So at three two, what would you do at three two, Jay? I mean, for me, this is a pretty easy pick for the most part. I'm usually taking Chase Brown here. Um, I'm looking at the running backs, who's available, and there's just not a lot of guys here. After Roshan Johnson, it's really ugly, really fast. Now, Chase Brown seems like he's probably just Joe Mixon's backup, and that's it. But again, other than that, you know, in the third round, we're looking at fourth round wide receivers, third round tight ends, and we're kind of like... Who the hell do we take here? Um, I think that Chase Brown does have an opportunity to get an opportunity this year. The draft capital was fine. You know, we'll see what ultimately ends up happening with the Bengals running back situation. But of the running backs available, he's probably one of the best and definitely on the best team. So I think for me, this is an easy selection here. Um, I was also looking at Tank Dell, right? Because again, we kind of dismissed Tank Dell a lot, but he was drafted 69th overall. So I don't want to dismiss him entirely, uh, but usually I would be looking at running back here. We're just taking running backs that got drafted in the best situations. And for me, Chase Brown would be the next pick for sure. All right, Chase Brown. Um, wide receiver, you got Seth Tillman, who went to the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson in yeah. the third round. You got Tank Dell, third rounder. I'm kind of with you with Tank Dell as well. I don't want to... He's... We liked it. For dude, me, he was I mean, a fourth round target. And now he's yeah, kind of like, uh, well, kinda, maybe that was wrong. Maybe he's got to be up higher than that, right? So, Jay, I think the play right here for me at this point, I'm leaning on the capital that the tight end got. And I would take Luke Musgrave here. If okay. if this were if this were my one draft, like if this were my only draft, what I would try to do is I'd be perfectly fine with Tucker Craft. So would there be a I'm way for me to would there be a way for me to move down and not have to take Musgrave and then be able to land Tucker Craft a little bit later? I think I would do that. But I'm fine with yep. Luke Musgrave here. I'm gonna make three picks, all right, Jay, because we got to speed it up. Let's go. I'm gonna go We're Luke going. Musgrave. I'm gonna go Cedric Tillman, and then I may shock some folks right here. But in talking to people in Dallas, being out here listening through the oh, tea leaves, no. I am I'm going to take Luke Schoonmaker right here at the 3-5. So I went Musgrave, Tillman, Schoonmaker in a PPR league. I think this is where they can start coming off the board. I'm just telling you, in Dallas, I trust with tight ends. I've been pretty good with tight ends in Dallas over the course of this old fantasy career. And I do believe that sooner rather than later, Luke Schoonmaker, he's by far the most athletic tight end on the roster. He brings a different element to this uh, Dallas Cowboys offense. And I think they're going to ingratiate and incorporate him in the offense pretty soon. So I'm not worried about Peyton Hendershot. I like Jake Ferguson, but I think sooner rather than later, people are going to be on the Schoon train. So I'm going to take Schoonmaker at 3-5. Jay, you got the next three picks. Where do you want to go? All right. So now that we've uh, got the fish to take the tight ends and the wide receivers, that's beautiful. I will take Israel Abanikanda, Eric What about Gray, Tank Dell? You're not going to take, you're going to take Izzy over Tank, Tank Dell. Taking, I will take all taking, three of them together. You're taking I'm Izzy taking Izzy over, over Tank Dell. Over Tank, yes, you're I taking, am. one more time, you're taking Izzy Abanikanda over Tank Dell. I am taking Israel Abanikanda and Eric Gray over Tank Dell, but Tank Dell would be the third pick for me here. Uh, really like Izzy, really like the talent. Again, I'm curious if it means anything in regards to Brees Hall's health, and that's kind of where we're reading into it a little bit. And I think he can carve out a role, right? We look at Michael Carter and what he did and the opportunity he had in that offense. Izzy can do more than Michael Carter in a lot of ways. We'll see how, if he gets on the field. But in the third round, I'd be willing to take a shot on the running back that got drafted. We know that Aaron Rodgers likes to throw to running back, so if Izzy can figure out the receiving game, there could be opportunity there as well. But I think as a pure runner, he could definitely provide something to this offense. How much, do we, how much is it? I don't know. And and Eric Gray as a pass catching back for Daniel Jones. I really, really like that. Does he get on the field a lot? We'll see. But I think at some point they have to do something to limit the touches for Saquon Barkley. And maybe that could be in the receiving game instead of, you know, just using him in the receiving yeah, game. They yeah, can yeah. continue to slam him up that A-gap on that <laughs> on that option, right? On that team-friendly contract, that $10 million, instead of giving him the extension and then ship him off to Dallas next season when the Cowboys have some calf space. So for me, that's how I would go. Ray, do you feel any differently about those backs and then Tank Dell as the third player here? I just want to say, Joe, I, uh, Joe, there were two comments that I want to highlight real quick. Joe said, uh, it just went away. She said, third round is where you just have to get your guy and dream a little. Absolutely. Yep. And then Tater, the, where, where's the comment from Tater Wolf at, man? He was like, uh, I would fade tight ends here and, and go. 
I feel you. But where else do we go? I'm so there's yeah. like, where else do we go? Where else do we go? Do I really want to take Evan Hall, who was drafted in the sixth round to the Indianapolis oh, yeah. call? It just this this is where it just gets. Take your guy and dream a little bit, right? Um, yeah. I forgot the damn question you asked me, Jay. What did you ask me about Izzy? I was asking you about these players, right? So Izzy, Eric Gray, and Tank so Dell. Would you put anyone I, else in here? How do you feel about those guys? It depends on the draft, Jay. Sure. I would take somebody ahead of Izzy, Abanacanda. I don't know who, but I would. But part of it is point, the running back theory, you. right? We want yeah, running backs on our rosters who got drafted. You don't want these late receivers. Now, Tank Dell obviously no. was not a late receiver. He was 69 overall. But after Tank Dell, there's basically nobody available. Then you're looking at Keishon Boutte for the memes, for the vibes, and to trade him for a second-round pick when he starts week one. Um, but outside of that, there's not really a lot of receivers I'm all looking right. at, especially in the third. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going to take uh, a community pick in this pick before I take it. I'm just going to say that I'm making this pick, and the moment, the moment there's any rumbling about him going to get an opportunity to get some carries, I am trading him immediately because there are still people out there, and I've seen him drafted in the second round. But I'm just going to take Zach Evans right here. Uh, Let's of the go. Rams. I'm going to take Zach Evans at 3-9. Uh, listen, I'm not a fan of his game. Don't think he's very good. You look at the Rams' backfield, and you know, there's a pathway, right? Ronnie Rivers and Kyron yep. Williams. Akers yep. is dope. But if Evans gets on the field, there will be people out there that will trade you a 24-second form, and I would move that um, immediately. So I'll take Zach Evans at the 3-9 spot, Jay. I'm going to go Darnell Washington here at 310. Perfect. I'm, I'm just going to pray that he catches some touchdowns from Kenny Pickett <laughs> at 310. It. That's that's all I can hope for right there. Jay, at the 311 spot, uh, I'm looking at, I'm telling you who I'm looking at. I'm looking at Michael You're Wilson. I'm looking, and I'm looking at, uh, and I'm looking at Britton Strange. I'm looking at those two, <laughs> but. Britton Strange. We haven't even drafted Tucker Craft yet. And you're looking at Brenton Strange. Well, strange craft, that kind of range of tight end. Strange was a second round pick. It was a second round pick. I'm, I'm taking Tucker Craft, man. Luke Musgrave right. been off the board Where for a taking? minute. We're Tucker taking... Craft is easily here. All right. Easily. Tucker, you want I would take here? him over Darnell Washington because I think he can be the tight end one on that offense. Okay. And I think it'd be a very good role. Um, we've seen what they've done with tight ends, whether that's, you know, when Matt LaFleur was in um, Tennessee or him in Green Bay, they've had some good tight ends, both those or for a lot of those years. So I do like that spot a lot. And like you've talked about, a lot of people don't believe Musgrave is going to be the receiving tight end. Potentially, I would take Kraft here. And once Musgrave goes off the board, I am looking at Kraft immediately. You know, you could look at Darnell Washington, but again, his opportunity could be limited. He could be blocking a lot. Like you mentioned, touchdown threat, but that's about it. But I think Kraft could carve out a role as a receiving threat. But I do like Michael Wilson. If you want to take a shot, because I believe he was also a day two guy. And so, again, in Arizona, unfortunately for us, though, right? DeAndre Hopkins seems like he's back. What Tater is that Wolf about? Said, Tater Wolf said, I've seen Kraft on waivers after the draft in tight end premium leagues. Wow. That is wow. Absurd. All right, Jay, Hendon Hooker or Michael Wilson here? Michael Wilson, what a riser. Congratulations. <laughs> Nobody knew who Michael Wilson was until the Senior Bowl unless they went to Stanford, yep. and he worked his way into a day-two pick at receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. There's not a lot. Well, you got DeAndre Hopkins in Hollywood, but after that, it's Rondell, it's Greg Dorch, it's I don't know who else they have. What do you want to yep. do here at 312? You want to go Hendon Hooker or you want to go Mike Wilson? Now, let's take Michael Wilson. Let's show some love to Michael Wilson. We can let's take Hendon Hooker love. at the 401. All really right, show the people right. what, how we value those third-round quarterbacks. All Mr. Right. Redshirt himself, Hendon Hooker. Uh, I would take him in the third round if you want to. You know, you want to take a shot. You have a QB needy team, but he's not playing this year, and he might not play the year after that. So there's not a lot of hope for Hooker right now, especially if Goff keeps playing especially really well. Especially if they give but Goff that contract. Like, the, here's here's, oh. what, here's what's going to happen. Detroit's going to win the NFC North. Goff's no. going to lead them to the playoffs. They're going to win a game, then lose. And then Goff is going to get a four-year extension. Uh, I mean, if they win the North, they're getting a playoff game. They're getting a home playoff game. So I think he's going to lead them to the playoffs. The North is very open to win. 
Minnesota Vikings winning a bunch of games by like one point at the end. Justin Jefferson bailing him out. Josh Allen fumbling at the goal line. I think yep. Detroit's got a real opportunity to win the North. And if they do that, they're going to roll with Jared Goff. He was a really good quarterback. Re- one of the best quarterbacks back half of the season in the NFL last year. So I just don't see a world in where Hendon Hooker's getting on the field anytime soon, absent an injury to Jared Goff. But we took him at the 4-1. We're at the final couple of picks in the fourth round. Jay, where are you shooting? Because once I get to this spot, it is really running backs, take a couple of shots. We went Hendon Hooker at the 4-1. You want to go Kayshawn Boutte at 4-2? We could. We could. I think, you know, the other running backs I'm looking at, like you mentioned, Evan Hall, uh, Dwayne McBride in Minnesota. If anything happens with Dalvin Cook, I'd be interested there. Would you take a shot, Ray? Sean Tucker, right? On the Bucks, wasn't drafted, but on the Bucks, pretty clear spot there. They, there was talks, actually. Gotta I don't get know if you that, saw this. Got to get that Sean Zeke, Tucker. Your nah. boy. Going to Tampa. I don't know about that, but uh, they right, can give go me, ahead and sign him if they want. Yeah, give take Butte here. Next for me would be McBride. I do want to see what happens in Minnesota. And then probably Evan Hall after that, I would look at, because he got drafted in a pretty good spot to Indy. Um, we'll see what they do there. But obviously a team that had Naheem Hines in a pretty solid role for them before, Evan Hall potentially could take that role. I don't know. I think he has the skill set to do so. But I think I'd be intrigued in the fourth round to take a shot on him as well. Um, It's just, I mean, Evan Hall, sixth round pick. Dwayne McBride, damn near undrafted. Tucker, undrafted. Jay, I'm just going to do it. They said, get your guy. And uh, they didn't draft. We said that they would draft a running back. I swore up and down and promised you they would draft a running back. And they did, Jay. They drafted a running back. He's just five foot five, 180 pounds. So. He's work. I saw him working out with Jamar Chase and Micah Parsons, so he must be kind of oh, good. Go. I'm gonna take Deuce Vaughn here at the four or five spot. Jay, we'll go Deuce Vaughn. I'm just taking shots on running backs here. I'm fine with Sean Tucker, and then I would also, also Jay here with my third pick in here. I think he's gonna start. I put the over and under at three and a half games. And okay. the, and here's the theory: you're not drafting some of these guys to be cornerstone players for your roster, right? Sometimes in rookie drafts, you've got to assess your roster and look at players who have an opportunity to spike in value this season and for you to be able to cash out on that value, even if it's for a 24 third round pick, a 24 second round pick. And I do believe, Jay, that Stetson freaking Bennett is going to start games for the Rams this year. What? I'm very curious. Is this Rams? Th- the plan is clear. They want Caleb Williams. Best yeah. way to do that once shit gets out of whack and gets 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 nasty, you just throw Bennett in there. You don't want to hurt Matt Stafford. The elbow's messing up. The back's messing up. So I would take St- – in the fourth round, I would just fire a dart at Stetson Bennett. And if he ever got a spot start, I'm looking at whatever contender has Cooper Cup, and I'm saying here goes your quarterback for your stack for a 24-second. Give me a second, and you can have your starting quarterback for the week for the spot start with your Cooper Cup. That's exactly how I would play it. After Stetson Bennett, Jay, I mean— Clayton Toon? The same case for Clayton Toon. Come on, right? Arizona doesn't have a quarterback. They they don't. start week one. They don't, but I'll take the player that the Washington Commanders said they had the third round grade on. He's uh, Brian Robinson 2.0. So Chris Rodriguez at the 4.8. Jay, where are you going? Oh, man, this is tough. There's a couple players I want, but uh, a lot that I don't want. That's that's the real problem here. Well, they're all dirty, so that's why we're talking. So I would take Toon. I would take Toon in the fourth round. I think he's worth a shot. Um, Another player I do like the situation for is Puka Nakua. Um, okay. Even though he was drafted really late, I do really like what we could see from Puka Nakua. There's a lot of similarities like between Puka. his game and Robert Woods. I like and, you know, Puka. We talked about him at the Senior Bowl because he showed up for day one and then he retired after that. So that kind of sucked for us. We didn't get to see more of him, but he did look great. He's got great movement skills. I think you know what the Rams need is receiver help. And if he can fill that kind of Robert Woods role and fill that void they've had for a couple of years, I think that could be a great situation. And in the fourth round, it's a pretty wide open wide receiver room that I think that he could work in pretty easily. I was looking at Xavier Hutchinson as well, you know, to Houston. We talked about how there's a lot of guys there, but we don't know who the guy is. We already had Tank Dell getting drafted, but Hutchinson as well got drafted there very late, but in a wide open wide receiver room, he could be a guy who commands targets for that team. I love me some Puka Nakua. I've been getting him in the fourth round a lot. I think there's definitely some wide... I mean, it's Ben Skoranek and company there. Like, I'm not worried about it. Ben Jefferson guys. I mean, probably going to be on expiring come contracts. Come on, Puka. Too. Get it done, Puka. Damn, man. All right, Jay. Final two picks. Got Brenton Strange, a second round tight end, still on the board. What 
Come on, bro. We what can't, are we doing? What are you doing, Jay? We're taking Brenton Strange right here. And then with the final pick, do you want to go Tyler Scott, uh, a Dane Brugler special, or do you just no, want to No, we're taking Elijah Higgins. We're taking Elijah Higgins. Tight end. Nah, Tight you get end, him, Elijah Higgins. Get him off Get him off waivers. Get him off waivers. Get him off waivers. Who are you going to Who would be your high upside pick at the 412? <sighs> probably Tyler Scott. Okay. I, Pro- I do like that Tyler pick. It's not, it's, that's probably definitely in consideration Scott. for me for sure. Uh, yeah, you could get Higgins uh, off waivers, let, let me, but let me, Scott let me just, is a high upside pick. Listen, man. Trey Tucker, third round pick, Jay, hundredth overall. Why is nobody talking about Trey Tucker? 5'9, 187. You know, don't give me the size. Tyler Scott, you know, 5'11, 185. Why is nobody talking about uh Trey Tucker? Because we all know that he's not gonna get on the field on that team. Like, what is he really gonna do for Vegas this season? And even still, we know that he wasn't the best receiver on his own college team. And, you know, you say that a lot about Ohio State guys, but it's very different when you're talking about Cincinnati. Like, Dane Brugler's been going to bat for Tyler Scott forever, and Trey yeah. Tucker got drafted over him. Brugler's flipping tables in the back room, in the green room, at the draft. But I I think there's a big big disparity between what people expect of Tyler Scott this season and what we could see next season. It's a very wide-open situation in Chicago, and it could be even more wide-open when they get rid of Chase Claypool and they try and revamp that offense a little bit more next season with uh, Tyler Scott and DJ Moore at the helm, basically. The only two guys with um, tight end Cole Komet. Yeah, I'm just I'm just giving y'all some shit with the Trey Tucker thing. It's it's funny because, it, well, it's not funny, but it's kind of funny. He's the, he's the only receiver that got drafted that I didn't even grade. Like, I didn't even look at his film. <laughs> I didn't even grade him. So, Tyler Scott went undrafted. I went Xavier Hutchinson. I'm just thinking Houston, just yeah. nuclear rebuild. They'll just get yeah. their rookies out there to see what they have, right? Let's get Tank For out sure. there. Let's get Hutchinson out there. Let's just see what we have in these young guys to figure out what we need to do with not having a first-round pick in 2024. So, fourth round was nasty. Fourth round was disgusting. Disgusting. Hen and Oker, Kayshawn Boutte, Dwayne McBride, Evan Hull, Deuce Vaughn were the top five picks. Sean Tucker, Stetson Bennett, Chris Rodriguez, Clayton Toon, Pukunakua, Brent Strange, and Xavier Hutchinson round out the back half. And what's funny about this one is just a mere, just a couple of weeks ago, Jay, Hendon Hooker, Sean Tucker, Kayshawn oh, Boutte, yeah. you were finding, at least, at least Hooker and Tucker, you were finding top of the second round. Boutte, middle of the second round. Now we're here in a super flex draft, and they're all down. A couple of players that we didn't draft, Tyler Scott from Chicago, probably just yep. a lot of running. Maybe after maybe after Darnell Mooney's departed, Chase Claypool, Parker Washington and Jacksonville. I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't really he's, want him. He's I'm got a easy. high ADP. It's very strange to me. And then Zach Koontz, right? We always got to mention Zach Koontz, the Raz freak in the, on the Jets. Not a this year ends. play at all, but I would pick him up off waivers. Look at all available. the tight ends undrafted that you can just get in tight end. Well, it's not tight end premium, but PPR leagues. You could take a shot on Elijah Higgins, yep. Payne Durham, Davis Allen, high Raz score. Will Mallory. Will Mallory. You know what I mean? Uh, Kenny McIntosh, undrafted in this one. Yep. You know, the, the second running back that the Seattle Seahawks took. Uh, <laughs> Charlie Jones, another player that I like. You got yep. Aiden O'Connell there. there Jake Hayner in New Orleans. So, you know, it's it's disgusting. You know, after the fucking second round, it's just nasty. It's just nasty. Yeah, after but, the first round, it's like we're just throwing darts. We're just, oh, just man, yeah, darts, Patrick. Chartavius Char- Jones, man. You got to get Charlie Jones. I have been grabbing some Charlie Jones in the fourth round, get him off waivers. So it'll be interesting to see how all of this plays out, Jay. All right. There it is. There goes That's four it. rounds. Four rounds. We got through all four how rounds. How we would draft it. How, how we, we would draft well, it. A little bit, For the most right? part. For the For most, most part. part. For the most part. Appreciate y'all. Joe said, any Clayton Toon fans? I think there's Clayton Toon opportunist in here, Joe. 100%. I could see a world in which... I mean, who's playing quarterback for Arizona right now? Who's playing quarterback? We don't know. We don't know. We, we legit don't know. It's not going to be Kyler Murray. Not week one. Yeah. So it's got to be somebody. Maybe it's, it's Clayton Toon. Somebody. If he wins the job yeah. out of camp. Maybe, maybe. You know what I'm there it is. There it is. Can he start for the Cardinals to begin the season? That'd I think be a, so. That'd be a wild proposition, but I'm not counting it out. Arizona, I mean, I'm not counting it out, and they probably want to have those two picks. They probably want to have those two top picks. I don't think yeah. Kyler Murray's playing, Jay. I don't think he is. Colt McCoy's banged up. Clayton Toon season, you got me wanting to pick him up off of waivers on some spots. Does Colt but- McCoy, do they even want to send Colt McCoy out there to get destroyed every week? Even Colt McCoy doesn't want that. Yeah, man. All right. We got a super chat, good. Jay. Got a super chat. I fa- I saw it come through today. From Michael Let's Murphy. Go. 
What's up, guys? First time getting up early enough to catch you live. 10 teams, Superflex half PPR. I'm a sneaky contender and have picked two, three, four with Bijan going one. Who out of the top five do you let fall? Jay, two, three, and four. Bijan's going one. 10 teams, Superflex half PPR. What are you doing? It's pretty easy for me. I would probably let Zay fall. It's it, Zay in a super flex? What are you talking about? Oh, in a super flex half PPR. Yeah. yeah. Well, would I mean, would you let, you would let Stroud taking, fall, obviously, in a half uh, PPR. Yes, yes. I'm letting, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Anthony Richardson. I'm taking Jameer Gibbs. And I'm probably taking Bryce Young. Those would be my two, three, yeah. four picks. But I would try to trade one of them. Can you not move a three or four? Can you not move one of those? Take the guy, take Gibbs and A. Rich and then see if you can trade back from four to a different spot to pick up more capital or get a player. But that's what I yeah. would do. If Bijan's going one, that's pretty simple for me. I'm just going to go A. Rich, Gibbs, and and Bryce Young, and depending on the rest yeah. of your team. Yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. C.J. Stroud would fall for out sure. for me. Yeah. Half PPR. Now, I, would you take JSN Much over more Bryce? Would you take if you took a Rich? Would you take JSN over Bryce? Half PPR, ten team? No, not in the half PPR. Okay. Right? He just doesn't have enough value there. Okay. That's where even Gibbs has even more value. Right? We talked yeah. about PPR and how you know it's not even close between Jameer Gibbs and JSN. And so in a half PPR, that that gap only gets wider for both those two players. Um, so definitely it would be. I, I'm with you. I think Stroud would be the odd man out of those guys. Yep. Same. Same. Colt McCoy. We're talking about some Colt McCoy in this. Uh, in this group and more Clayton Toon talk. What a way to end the week. Clayton Toon. Yuck. Ugh. But he's probably going to start. I just gave him a little want, want, but he may have a chance to start. But we appreciate y'all tapping in this yes, week. Sir. Jay Rich, enjoy your week off, man. We will hold down mm -hmm. the fort without you. I have no clue what I'll do with the people. It may be mass chaos, but we'll have some fun. Thank you for being here and we'll see you. Well, it's interesting. So Jay Rich is out next week so i'll be running the show solo dolo and then the week when jay rich gets back i'll be out for a week so jay rich will yeah, have you want to talk about chaos me yeah. running the show for yeah. two weeks jay that will be something well for one week i'm only out for a week but appreciate y'all tapping in love everything uh that y'all do to support the show hit the thumbs up button like and subscribe and stay tapped into everything that we're doing at dd y'all have a fantastic fantastic freaking week all right we out of here man y'all have a good weekend we out peace before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Devi team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access. Now, if your money's a little funny, we do have free content for you. Make sure you subscribe to the All Gas newsletter. There's a link in the description of this video below. And subscribe to the Destination Debbie podcast radio feed, where we got all types of shows hitting airwaves every single week. Now y'all can get out of here. I appreciate y'all tapping in. It's All Gas all the time. I love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.